the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, July the 13th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, on July 13, 2013, a, ju- a jury in Stanford, Florida, they cleared the neighborhood watch volunteer George Zimmerman of all charges in the shooting of Trayvon Martin, a black teenager. As you know, America was torched following that uh, ruling, and the riots began. Today in 1863, deadly rioting against the Civil War military draft erupted in New York City. It was put down three years later. Associated Press is writing a story about that today, calling it an insurrection. Today in 1923, a sign consisting of 50-foot-tall letters spelling out Hollywood Land was dedicated in the Hollywood Hills to promote a subdivision. The last four letters, the land part, were removed in 1949, and it just says Hollywood now. Today in 1960, John F. Kennedy won the Democratic presidential nomination on the first ballot of his party's convention. They were meeting in Los Angeles that year. Today in 1974, the Senate Watergate Committee proposed sweeping reforms in an effort to prevent another Watergate scandal ever happening again in our country. What's happening in our country today makes Watergate look like a pimple. Today in 2011, California became the first state in the nation to add lessons about gays and lesbians to social studies classes in public schools under a massive uh, or a measure signed by Governor Jerry Brown. That reminds me that uh, President Biden is out of town, as you know. He's in the Middle East now, Israel, and he's going to be meeting with the Arabs in Saudi Arabia. He's going to be begging for oil. I want to talk a little bit more about that later, about oil and the president. But Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, waited, I think intentionally, it's just me, but I haven't heard anyone else say this, but it's it's pretty obvious. He waited until Biden was out of town, and now he's going to Washington, D.C. He's going to be having meetings with various people there over the next four days. Gavin Newsom, I would predict, will run for president. And um, he's pretty popular in the on the left, and he has no restraint as to how far left he'll go to advance his political career. I don't know what he really believes, but I do know that he really believes in himself and his vision for his own life and his self-importance. I know that for sure. I'm not sure he wants to serve our country. I am sure he wants to be president. So we'll see how that all works out. 
And finally today, Johnny Gilbert. You know who Johnny Gilbert is if you watch Jeopardy. He's the guy you never see, but everybody thanks him. Thank you, Johnny. Today's his birthday. He's still working. He's still doing that. He's 94 years old. Johnny Gilbert, 94 years old. I think everybody agrees that today, culturally, not among Christians or conservatives and or various groups of people in the nation, but everyone in general, every poll shows that the number one issue in America today is inflation. Because every time we go to the gas station and fill up the car, you feel it. Every time you go to the grocery store, buy food, you feel it. It's real and it's there. Shoppers have paid sharply higher prices for a variety of goods beginning about June and on into July. We begin to feel this. Well, there's a new report out today, and it's not good for President Biden. Inflation rose 9.1% in June, even more than expected. Prices, pressure, inflation, it continues. Shoppers paid sharply higher prices for a variety of goods. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they were reporting that this morning, just a couple of hours ago. Consumer Price Index, it's a broad measure of everyday goods and services. It soared 9.1% from a year ago, above the 8.8% that Dow Jones had estimated. That marked another month of the fastest pace for inflation, going clear back to December of 1981. I don't know, but I think I've seen this before. I was a very, very young man, but I remember it well. And the president's name was Jimmy Carter. And we ended up in gas lines and waiting for gas to, yeah, I mean, it was, it's almost like an echo. A new day, new faces, new voices, but same thing. It seems like there, it seems like that what a person believes in their heart, they become. And so it is with the nation, the principles that we embrace tends to, tends to determine the outcome. In other words, what a nation believes and what a nation holds to be important becomes what that nation is. And so when we look at these issues that are going on in the culture today, and that's why we do this program to the best of our ability each day to talk about what's going on in the culture, because what's going on in the culture is a reflection of what we believe or do not believe in our hearts. For example, we say we believe in justice, but the left only believes in their kind of justice. President Biden's Department of Justice plots insurrection against Supreme Court decision, a conservative writes this morning. President Joe Biden's Department of Justice is forming a reproductive rights task force to monitor state local abortion restrictions. The agency announced that yesterday afternoon. The task force will track state and local legislation that restricts women's ability to seek abortions or 
seek to legalize, penalize, uh, legally penalize medical workers who perform abortions in a manner consistent with federal law, according to the Department of Justice yesterday afternoon. The unit will also cooperate with other federal agencies and take steps to secure and promote abortion access, including proactive and defensive legal action where appropriate. The initiative is undertaken with external stakeholders such as reproductive services providers. They don't name any of them, but does Planned Parenthood come to mind? Of course it does, and others. Advocates and state attorneys general, I can think of some attorneys general that would be all over this, uh, starting very close to home and working southward along the, along the West Coast. But, but, this writer says, it's not clear who exactly these stakeholders are. They're building this, they have already created it, this task force to track what's going on in the abortion industry. They're going to the well to try to save the industry. Yes, there is a lot of money involved in abortion. It's a big, big industry. No question about it. Planned Parenthood is the main benefactor, but there are many others as well. But I will tell you that at the heart of it all, this is a spiritual matter. It is not just money, although money is is king to a lot of these people on the left. It drives their lives and their decisions. But even deeper than that, it has to do with what a person believes in their heart. A senior bishop of the Church of England said this week that the church has no official definition of a woman. They don't know what a woman is now. Adam Kendry, a lay member of the General Senate of the Anglican Church's legislative body, he posed a written question. They probably didn't appreciate this, but he did, and it became international news. What is, he asked the question, he said this, Adam Kendry, he said, what is the Church of England's definition of a woman? And um, that was just last week. And in response is Dr. Robert Innes, the church's bishop in Europe and chairman of the Faith and Order Commission. He said, we have no official definition of a woman. This is the church, supposedly. Well, I don't know. They went on and talked a lot about it and said a lot of words, but the bottom line is they don't know what a woman really is anymore because of the evolving, the evolving culture in which we live. So the culture is deciding what a woman is according to the Church of England, the Anglican Church. It's amazing. This one spokesman for the church said they they should begin to explore the marriage complexities associated with gender identity and points to the need for additional care and thought to be given in understanding our commonalities and differences of people made in the image of God. So while claiming that we are made in the image of God, they are saying they don't know what a woman is. The Bible is so crystal clear. But we have evolved. And now we're trying to or they are apparently trying to kind of fit in Scripture with what they believe, and they're looking for a place to land on this whole issue of what is a man and what is a woman. They can't seem to arrive. The church. 
San Diego County recently passed an ordinance. They seem to know what they think a woman is. San Diego County. They passed an ordinance to change the definition of woman to allow male to female transgenders to demand inclusion as a woman in their facilities. It's amazing. The Church of England is just the latest among progressive voices to express skepticism even over the nature of womanhood. While the world, while the secular culture races ahead, and they said if the church isn't going to define women and men, then we will, and they are. Some of what's happening in our world today is really related to the silence of the church. We're not saying anything. We're not directing, not addressing the issues of the culture. And I understand why they're not doing it. It's, a, it's tough. I understand why pastors, are, I profoundly disagree with them, but I understand why pastors are not addressing the issues of our day. It's easier not to. It's easier simply to teach around or preach around those issues in the culture today. It's easier not to address the issues because they're hard issues. If you go back, somebody had written a, a list. I haven't seen it for years, but I, I think I quoted it years ago on this program when we first started. And it, it said something about the difference between the 1940s and the 2020s or whatever, 2010s or whatever it was, but it made a whole list of things that kids could get in trouble at school, you know, for for doing. You may have seen this thing. I haven't seen it for a long time, but it comes to mind. And it said, you know, you could get, have to sit in the corner if you were throwing, you know, spitballs and, and if you were chewing gum, you had to go to the office and see the principal or whatever. And it went through this whole list of things. And then another corresponding list kind of comparing to what got people in trouble today or kids in school. And it was kind of shocking. It was kind of funny, but it was terribly, terribly true. And so that's where we we live. The culture is constantly changing. And the church seems, and I, I understand the Anglican church doesn't represent evangelicalism for sure but the church who claimed to be the church of christ of jesus christ the son of god the christian church those who claim and this group does those who claim to be that body whomever they are find it so difficult so many not all thankfully but so many find it so difficult to speak the truth And as I said, I understand there's consequences. I don't think it will be long unless we have a monumental shift, a spiritual renewal that breaks out measurably across this nation. I don't think we'll be able to read or preach from Romans chapter 1 in the Bible very much longer. I think that's going to be called into serious, serious consideration. That's where our culture is going. That's where we are today. Paul began in that chapter pretty well. and Like in verse 16 in Romans chapter 1, he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, 
to the Jew first and also to the Greek, that issue has already been challenged because it's it's called you're, you're proselytizing if you share the gospel of Jesus Christ because the gospel of Jesus Christ includes the fact that there is only one way to God. And Oprah Winfrey and all the other people out there, the voices out there today, she's been saying this for years, that, well, she's a Christian. She says, I'm a Christian, but there are... I don't believe Jesus is the only way to God, because what about the Muslims? And what about, you know, and list all the other people who don't believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God who died and rose from the dead so that our sins could be forgiven, and he is the only way to God. How do you claim to be a Christian and say, but I, I know Jesus said that, but I don't believe him, but I'm a follower of his? That's a conflicted world that we live in today, and this touches every part of our life. Paul, after saying, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, he went on to be very, very clear. And I think most of you listening probably know what Romans chapter 1 says. But he says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even in his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. They look at the world around them. You look at reality. You look at common sense. And you see God, unless you become so seared and so rebellious of heart that you no longer see God, you resist God, sometimes while claiming to be a follower of God through his son, Jesus Christ. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. Their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Does that sound anything like the culture in which we live today? They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. We're going to decide what is a woman. We're going to decide what is a man. Wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness. Verse 24 through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And at that point, it's almost illegal to read on publicly. Who changed the truth of God into a lie, verse 25, and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. To even their women did exchange the natural use for that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, having the natural use of women, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. How does that clash with the culture today, pretty strongly. That's a head-on collision. That's why it will be a matter of time until we will hear someone, unless there is a just a monumental revival in America, we will hear of a pastor that's been dragged out of his pulpit, figuratively or literally, and arrested for saying the words that I just said quoting the Apostle Paul in Christian America. 
without understanding, he said. These people are covenant breakers without natural affection, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So it isn't only the people that are practicing these unseemly things that Paul goes through in this chapter. He says the people that that have pleasure in the fact that they're doing it, the people that are celebrating these other people's confusion, also bear the blame. How many people have you seen that claim not to be homosexual, but they're waving their flags and their banners all over their house, and you drive by their yard, and you think, good grief. It's like a billboard. And you find out, well, no, I'm, I'm not gay, but, uh, boy, I, they have a right, and this is a cause. This is just like, like the, the civil rights movement of years ago and so on. This isn't like the civil rights movement of years ago. We live in a time today where Satan is seeking to destroy with the forces of the demonic forces of this world in ways that I have not seen and most of us have not seen in our lifetime. And as I said several times this morning, it touches every part of our lives. It touches every part of the culture. This isn't in isolation. All of this abortion and gay rights and pride flags and on and on and on. It isn't done in isolation. These beliefs, these enablements of, of the most gross sin that God has great displeasure in, all sin, but these sins he particularly is so displeased with, we find in our culture today that there are those who enable this kind of thing, this kind of activity and behavior. And it touches every part of our culture. It isn't just those actions, those behaviors, but it's every part of it. Financially, the education system has been racked by this movement. While ordinary people are trying to figure out why President Biden is shipping oil out of the country when our gasoline prices are sky high. We learn that he's actually shipping nearly a million barrels from our strategic petroleum reserve to a Chinese firm that's owned by the country's Communist Chinese Party, a company in which Hunter Biden's equity group has held and perhaps still does $1.7 billion stake in the company. Are people concerned about it? Yeah, they're starting to get concerned about it. But as I said, as we look at our culture and as we look at the, the slide that's happening in the culture and, and the decision-making process, that is, it has abandoned common sense. And the decisions touch every part of our lives. So when we read this, when we read this report this morning, that inflation is now higher than it's been since 1981 or whatever date I read a few moments ago. It's not because people aren't good mathematicians. There are mathematicians on both sides of the political aisle. It's that decisions are driven by a greater philosophy, by a philosophy that, that embraces, includes things that are not acceptable to God.
And when a nation begins to, all you have to do is read the, the story. And I, I have, I've studied it over the years, the, the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. I mean, it is, it is frighteningly parallel to the things we're doing, the things we're saying, the decisions we're making today in America. It's concerning. I wrote an article today in our faithandfreedom.us, our website. I quote the New American in that. The New American wrote a, a good article this, uh, this week, yesterday, as a matter of fact. They published it. It talks about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, how it's created, what it's doing uh, now, how it's being used by the Biden administration. Then Richard Nixon actually started it during a very difficult time, 1973-74, that Arab oil embargo. I remember it well. Many of you do as well. But they wrote an article about it, and I'm quoting some of what they said in the article. But I'm talking about these things in the article. There's a lot of information there about specifics about the oil that Biden is shipping to other countries while our price of gas continues to go up and they're shutting down pipelines and drilling and all this kind of thing. I mean, it's a it's a it's a web of confusion is what it is, or it is a profoundly deep commitment to a one world order, to a new world order. So we talk about that in this article today. So I would encourage you to check that out and read it. And um, it just if we can take a, have a clear look at what is happening in our country. And it's so confusing. And I hear this a lot and I see it in what I read and I read a lot for this program and I, I, I see people are asking why are we doing this even the left now is starting to ask why is President Biden doing this and they're ready to dump him the New York New York Times the New, uh, the uh, Washington Post and all the big far left newspapers I mean they're starting now to call for him they're saying don't that he shouldn't run again and so on but they're also implying that he may not be able to finish this particular, you know, four-year four-year cruise that he's on. So uh, there, there's just a lot of things up in the air in our world today, and that's why it's so important that we look at these things not in fear, not in confusion, but we look at these things knowing that one, God is in control, God created all things. He created male and female to function as we do. God was not confused. He didn't make a bunch of in-between people. He just didn't. And they, there are people with mental problems, but they can find help. They need to know the Lord, their creator, but they can find help. But God didn't create this confusion. He's not the author of confusion. But our resistance to God's truth and our resistance to God's natural order creates a confusion in which we live today. That's why we carry on each day, each weekday here, live, beginning at 9 a.m. live. Some of you hear this program a little delayed, but we originate live each, each morning, each weekday morning. But I will tell you, this is about a new world order more than it's about a political belief. So that's where we are today. But God is greater than all of this. God is in control. God loves you. And in the end, 
God's plan will prevail. There is no question about that. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.